0: God, hallelujah. You guys know I've been waiting a long time for this, right? I've been waiting a long time, and I've been faithful. I'm like, Lord Jesus, how much more, how much more, how much more? And he's telling me, hold on, hold on, hold on. And brothers and sisters, trust me. When I tell you, I did not think it was going to happen anytime soon. All right? I'm thinking years from now. I was thinking a year, two years tops. All right? But glory to God. Amen? Amen. Now, let's just... Um, Let's realize what's going on here, okay? The changes, the obvious changes—the basketball rims, the lights, um, you know, the games and the party music—and obviously, look around you, look behind you, guys. There's a lot of empty seats, right? Those empty seats were filled not too long ago, right? Now you see, you see the faithful, and you see the unfaithful. You see the fruitful, and you see the unfruitful. You guys, most of you for the most part, are very fruitful, and I thank you for that, and God gives you glory for that. But we're weeding out. We're, we're weeding out the bad part, right? When you see a yard, right? You see a backyard. How many of you guys seen a backyard before? Raise your hand, right? Amen, amen. Now a backyard. It's beautiful grass. You want grass, nice grass and everything, but then you start seeing the weeds come out. You start seeing the weeds sprout out just a little bit. What do, you do? what do you have to do if you want that yard to be nice? You have to pick them out, right? You have to get... Pick them, bam, out, right? But What does that leave? That leaves a hole there, right? Now, we're, leave, we're digging them out. We're digging them out, digging out the weeds, digging out the weeds. But there's holes there. Now, what will eventually happen to those holes? If we take good care of the grass, it's going to grow. That hole is going to become whole grass. We take care of it, it takes care of us, right? Come on, right? If we take care of the church, God is going to bless us, right? Look around, people. Look around those seats. They're empty, right? Those are the holes. But brothers and sisters, we're going to fill them, amen? We are faithful to God and to the church. The Lord will be faithful to us. Hallelujah. All right? We are faithful to God and the church. The Lord, our God Almighty, will be faithful to us. Amen? These holes will be covered. These holes will not be holes anymore. This youth group will not be like the typical youth group, okay? We're not going to be, quote, unquote, a youth group. We're going to be a church of God, amen? We are going to be making a difference in this world, in this neighborhood, one neighborhood at a time. Danny, put me down just a little bit for me, please. You guys, listen to me. You look at other youth groups. How many of you guys visited other youth groups before? And I'm not talking trash about them. Uh, As long as they're keeping good to God, God bless them. You know what I mean? But we don't want what they have. We want more. We don't want the presence anymore. Lord, Father, thank you for it. We, we want your glory. We want a difference in this world. We want a difference in this neighborhood. We don't want normal church. We don't want to be normal. We want to be abnormal to their standards, right? But normal to us, right? Like Peter always says, it might be normal to us, but abnormal to the world. But what's normal to the world is abnormal to us. Right? Amen? Amen. That's what we want. That is what we want. Now, if you guys could change, uh, go to uh, Matthew 13, 24 for me, please. Just, just go ahead and click Matthew 13 for me, brother. Thank you. Scroll down to verse 24. Keep on going, brother. Keep on going. There you go. Now, the parable of the weeds. How convenient, right? I was like, man, I was thinking about this. The whole, the whole change. Because as soon as I heard Pastor Joe say, we're just weeding out the bad. I'm like, man, we are weeding out the bad. And I opened my book. Actually, no, I wasn't opening my book. I was hearing it on my iPod. Because when I'm at work, I like to listen to the word. And I, was, and I heard the parable of the weeds. I was like, oh, Lord, come on, you know. Jesus told them another parable, Okay. That Jesus told them another the parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Right? But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the weeds. Now what was the man doing? He was sowing what type of what type of um, seeds? Come on, people, wake up. Come on, come on, come on. What kind of seeds was this man sowing? Good seed, amen, alright? But an enemy came while they were sleeping and sowed what? Weeds. Weeds what? They kill, right? They're there. They they kill the soil. They kill the soil. It's no longer good soil. If it's not good soil, nothing's going to grow, right? We need a surface. We need a ground to stand on. Just like our Lord is our rock, right? That is some good ground, right? Because that ground is fruitful. But if uh, that ground, if another ground is not fruitful and is hard and is dying, is anything going to grow? Is anything going to produce? Is anything going to be fruitful? Of course not. Okay? An enemy came and sowed weeds among the weeds and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, the weeds also appeared. Okay? So at that time they were growing together, slowly killing it. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? asking them right they see weeds what's going on sir 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 didn't you sow good seed in your field where then did the weeds come from scroll down for me brother an enemy did this he replied who did this an enemy did this he replied the good sir right the man who 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 sold the good seed said the enemy did this how many of you guys know there's an enemy out there how many of you guys know there's an enemy out there? Amen. That enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? Steal, kill, and destroy. John 10:10. Am I right? Wow, that's a pretty bad person, isn't it? But all that person does, what wants to do, is what steal, kill, and destroy. That's all the enemy wants to do. Will a good person? Will a good person uh, throw weeds in your field? Of course not. Will a good person come and kill everything you worked so hard to grow? Will a good person do that? Of course not. A bad person will. An enemy will. And there's an enemy out there. What's his name? The devil, right? Lucifer. He comes to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. But brothers and sisters, who's there for salvation? Who's there to water the plants to make sure they're growing, right? Because we need a salvation, right? We need a foundation, right? Ooh, salvation, foundation. Oh, I'm going to go off it. <laughs> All right, we need a salvation, right? We got a salvation, which is our foundation, which will grow fruit, fruitfully, right? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But we got to keep in mind, people, we can't just be naive of this world because this world it will not be naive to us. This world will attack us. How many of you guys go to Bellman Clark every once in a while or at least been there once? You know then you know. David, you know. Darius, you've been there? You know, don't you? They come. They come and attack. The claws are out. They're trying to attack. They're trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But is it really them? No, it's under the influence of the enemy. See, the enemy will not come out because he's a coward. He will use other people to go after you. The enemy does that. The enemy, the devil, does that. He seeks people that are weak at times how many of you guys have been weak at one time I've been weak I've been used by the devil I've been used by the enemy oh man brothers I have been used by the enemy before but that's before I found the light I found the good soil I found it I stood on it that seed that was planted on me I'm like Lord I'm going to take this mustard seed I'm going to sit it here Lord Father, and I'm going to let you water it. Lord Father, come on, Jesus. I want more of you. I want more of Jesus. And little by little, what does, it, what does uh, Matthew say about that mustard seed? It grows to a gorgeous, beautiful, huge tree, right? A mustard seed of faith will be able to move mountains. That mountain will be staring at you. That mountain will come at you. That mountain's going to come at you. How many of you guys know that? That mountain can be different things. That mountain could be lust. That mountain could be anger. That mountain could be jealousy. But you know what that mustard seed of faith does? It moves that mountain. It says, you know what mountain? You know what enemy? No, let's get personal. You know what devil? You are not going to stop me because I have. I have the good ground. I have the good ground to move this. You are nothing but a speed up. You are nothing but a pebble in my way. And I'm going to... Kick you out of my way. And I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk in the glory of God. Hallelujah. This light, this light is shining on me, people. This light will be shining on you. You just have to let it. Come on now. You're laughing, but it's true. You're laughing, but it's true. Because it's shining on me. These spotlights are shining on me. It's a physical uh, uh, imitation of what's going on inside me spiritually. People, come on. Let's wake up. Do not let the enemy sow those weeds into the soil because that soil needs to produce good fruit. That is what soil was there for. Everything in this world was meant to be perfect, was meant to be perfect, was built originally perfect. But as soon as the devil came, what happened? He sold. He sold, right? He destroyed, right? He killed. And therefore, everything that was so perfect and beautiful in the image of our Lord, our Savior, was broken down. But it is up to us to pick it up. It is up to us to say, you know what, Lord? Let you shine, let your light shine on me. Let your light shine on me. Cause this soil will be good soil in Jesus' name and produce good fruit. Oh, come on, people. Who wants a rotten apple? Who likes rotten apples? Huh? Anybody? Uh, Me neither. I like good apples, nice big, shiny red ones. Say, good in my belly. Come on, people. I want good fruit. I want good fruit. And if you want good fruit, and I want good fruit, what do you think the Lord wants? He wants great fruit. He wants perfect fruit. He wants fruit in his image, the fruit that he produced 6,000 years ago when he created Adam and Eve, right? That fruit was perfect. That's what he wants again, people. Let's give it to him, amen? Let's give it to him. Come on. Let's scroll down. Matthew 13, verse 3 for me, brother. Come on, scroll up. I me. Mean. oh, Jesus, come on. More of you, Lord. Mm. Then he told them, many parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, but the soil was shallow. But when the sun, come on, brother, keep up with me. But when the but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no roots. Other seed, excuse me other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. The other seed fell in the middle of thorns and as it was growing, the thorns choked it out. They had no room to grow, right? Now thorns, Thorn bushes are usually looked at as weeds, right? The weeds, they're not good for anything, unless, you know, maybe a rose or something. But for the most part, thorn bushes are pretty much weeds. And they kill. They don't let anything else grow within them. How much, how much more are we supposed to keep away from those thorns? If the Lord tells us right here, in verse 7, other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. How many of you are being choked? How many of you have been be- being choked at one time? I have. I've been being choked. I. The devil had a vice grip on my neck and choked the heck out of me. And he took the last, almost the last breath out of me, people. But what happened? This little light of mine. I'm going to make it shine, make it shine, make it shine, make it shine. Right? Come on, people. You know the song, right? That little light of mine, I made it shine upon me. I made it shine. Well, I didn't make it. The Lord made it, you know what I mean? But I, I accepted it in my heart. What did I say in my prayer? I said, Lord, open up the eyes, open up the ears, and open up the hearts of these people. Because some of you people here, unfortunately, have a hard heart are covering your ears and covering your eyes to what the word of God has to say. Why is that? Numerous reasons. Numerous reasons. Choose one. That's part of yours. Let's all go to Matthew 13, 22 for me, please. 22, brother, 22, come on. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but worries of his life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it what? Making it what? One more time, one more time. The one who received the seed and fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but worries of his of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. unfruitful. Oh, thank you, Josh. Thank you. You're the loudest of the bunch, all right? Making it unfruitful. Oh, Lord Jesus. Let's change this around a little bit, okay? The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life, but the worries of sports, but the worries of his girlfriend, the worries of her boyfriend, the worries of... His family, choke it, making it unfruitful. Let's, let's, let's bring this up to date real quick, all right? The worries of his sports, maybe? The worries of his reputation? The worries of the person next to him? Choke it. The worries in your mind. Choke it. And make it unfruitful. When you guys are praying to the Lord. When you guys come to church. And you guys come and receive the word. No worries. No worries people. Because the Lord takes away the worries. The Lord takes them all away. He makes you joyful. He makes you peaceful. He replaces all that people. He doesn't just take it away and leave a hole in your heart. Like we have in our church right now on the ground. Right? No. He takes it. And replaces it right there and then. He says, you want, you want to take away your joy? You're feeling depressed? I'll take it away and I'll fill it with some joy. I'll take it away and fill it with some happiness, with some peace. You want some salvation? Drink my son. Drink my daughter. I will give you the bread of life. I will give you flowing rivers. It is yours. Take it. You guys want eternal life. It's here. Take it. It's yours. It is yours. It is the free gift of God. The free gift of God. Hallelujah. We don't need to work for it. It is there. It is there. Oh, Jesus, thank you. The free gift of life, the worries of life is no more. Forget it. Forget it. It's gone. If it's still there, there's something wrong with you people. Listen to me. Wake up. The word of God is nothing but truth. It is self-spoken and never contradicts itself. Therefore, what? You must listen to it. The Bible. Come on. The Bible is the bread, the breakfast, the lunch, the dinner, the brunch, whatever you want. Whenever you want it. You can eat a midnight snack. It home not matter. You pray to the Lord. He'll give it to you. He'll feed you people. Oh, Jesus. Turn with me to John 6. Verse sixty three. Ooh, come on, people, come on. Jesus, John six, verse sixty three. There you go, brother. Thank you. The spirit is life. The flesh counts for nothing. The spirit is life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirits, and they are life. Oh, Jesus. Yet there are some, yet there are some of you who do not believe. Oh, Jesus, come on. The words I have spoken to you, this is the word of Jesus. This is the word of our Savior, the words I have spoken to you our spirit and their life. Yet some of you, and I know there's some of you here, some of you do not believe. <laughs> some of you do not believe. Why? Oh, Jesus. I mean, we've seen some miraculous things in this little church. Am I right? Amen. We've seen demons cast out right, right here. Ooh, I was being flexed right here. Alright, as I was trying to hold that person down, <laughs> that person was itty bitty. But it tossed me like it was big Wiggy. You know what I mean? It tossed me like I was a girl. We seen heal healings done. We seen lives changed in a second. In a second, we have a drug dealer's, a drug dealer, a game banger. Just sitting down, you know what, okay. I'll come, I'll come, I'll sit down, I'll listen to it, whatever. Hard heart, a hard heart. But after a couple, about 30 minutes of hearing the word of God, I get a tap on my shoulder. I turn around, and that hard, that hard heart, gangster, says, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? I looked at him. Brother, yeah, I'll pray for you. Oh, Jesus, I'll pray for you. In a second, his life was changed. In a second, that seed was planted. But where did it fall? Did it fall in that good soil? Did it get choked out? Probably. Probably got choked out. Might be serving at another church. Who knows? He felt the presence of God. Yet he did not believe. Oh, Jesus. For Jesus had known from the beginning, which one of them? He knows from the beginning, which one of you? Which one of you? He knows, people, did not believe, and who will betray him? Oh, you come up here. Some of you come up here or have come up here or or will one day or something. Hopefully not, but I've seen this over and over again come up on the altar and say lord oh jesus i love you i will serve you from now on i feel your presence and they did oh jesus i know you are real which he is therefore i will serve you which they did not they felt the presence they have seen the testimonies They have seen what has happened on the stage and in the church and out there in the world. They have seen it. Yet they still do not want to leave their past behind. They still do not want to leave their past behind. They want to continue rolling around in their sin. Why? If one person can wake up, if I, listen to me, if I could wake up and leave my sin behind, I know for a fact, by the glory of God, that you can't. I know. Yes, give the Lord a hand of applause. Come on, brother. If I know, I know. If I could change, any one of you could change. He went on to say, "This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless he goes, unless the Father enables him." Go down for me, brother. From this time on. Many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. I'm going to ask you one more time. Everybody look up at me. I look behind you. I'm going to say one more time. Once again, right? A month and a half ago, seats were filled. Those seats were filled, people. And you know what? Some of those seats were filled with people that were being discipled. People who called themselves Disciples. People who call themselves men and women of God who say, yes, Lord, I will serve you. I will be a disciple. But where are they? They betrayed him. But Jesus knew. He knows where their hearts are. You see, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. But can I really fully know where your heart is at? Of course not. I can only determine from what I hear on what you say and how you act. But only the Lord knows where your heart is really at. And he knows that you're going to betray him. If you plan on it, if your heart is not right. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, where am I? Turn back to follow him. You do not want to leave. Oh, come on now. Woo, buddy. Oh, Jesus. All right. Now listen to me, people. From this time on, many disciples turned back and no longer followed him, okay? They no longer followed him. They didn't want his word anymore. Those people behind you, they didn't want his word anymore. They don't want to hear it anymore. Oh, this man is bothering me. Come on, people. Okay, look. These people behind you did not want to follow him anymore. They betrayed him. They betrayed him. But the Lord said that he will never leave nor forsake, amen? Now let's continue on. You do not want to leave too, do you? Woo! Jesus, listen to me. Look up at me, people. Everybody, look up at me. Look at me. Do you want to leave too? Do you want to leave too? Do you want to leave too? This section. Do you want to leave too? Do you? Because the Lord knows your heart. The Lord knows where you coming from. The Lord knows if you've been reading your Bible this week. The Lord knows if you've been praying this week. The Lord knows. I don't know. The Lord knows. Oh, Jesus, and he comes. Jesus don't play no games, does he? He don't play no games. It is not a game. The gospel is not a game. It is real. It is real, people. It is the word of the living God. This is not a game. This is reality. For the word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. Okay, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing, bone and marrow, soul and spirit. It judges the attitude of your heart. Oh, come on. Look at me one more time, people. Do you want to leave too? Because this gospel is not a game. It is real. It is life and death. You choose it. We are not here to babysit you. If you want to leave, exit that way, exit that way. We came here to worship God. We came here for our Lord and our Savior. Why? Because we love Him. Why? Because He commanded us to. Who is He to command us? He's God! He's God, people! Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I'm nobody. I'm just a servant. I'm just a tool. That's it. I'm his tool. Use me, Lord. Use me. Oh, Jesus, come on. Simon Peter answered him, Lord. (laughs) Peter's a smart man. Am I right? Peter is a smart man. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know. We know. How many know? How many know that he is the Holy One of God? Oh, Jesus. You are the one of God. Only one. That's it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, My throat gets dry. When I get excited for Jesus, I think he's saying, oh, I'm going to make his throat dry because he needs to calm down a little bit. Calm down, my son. And I'm like, Lord, no, I'm so thirsty. I don't want to get a dry throat. He's like, have you got full? I was like, no, Jesus, I want more. I want more, Jesus. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Listen to me, people. Like I said before, this is not a game. This is serious. If you are not right with God, get right with God. Because there's only two paths, the right path and the wrong path. The right path leads to heaven and eternal life. The wrong path leads to hell. Simple as that. Ain't no if, but, or nothing about it. Nothing. <laughs> no if or but. No, that's it. His way or no way. His way or the highway. Your way does not exist. Your way is of the devil. I'll tell you right now, anything you try to do on your own, it's not the devil. It's not the enemy. It's not the evil one. You're gonna be used to to sow weeds instead of sowing fruit. Good seeds. Right? Oh Jesus. Let's get right with God, people. I was talking to this man when I went to me and Adam were talking to this guy. We're at uh at uh <clears throat> the Data Black at Cesar, Ohio. I'm like, brother, what do you stand with God today? Well, you see, I I don't I mean I think I'm okay with him, you know what I mean? And he went on talking and talking and talking. And I'm looking at Adam, Adam's looking at me and I'm looking at his shoes and he's looking right back at me. And I'm like, man, this guy's babbling on. And we just kept on looking at each other. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Stop. Stop. Stop talking. Listen to me. If you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? And he was like, oh, well, see, that's where I get a little confused, you know what I mean? I don't really know where I'm going to go. And, I, and before he could babble on again, I stopped him. I'm like, dude, right, hey! brother, you're going to hell. <laughs> all right, I'll tell you right now, I know. He's like, oh, you know, I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, where am I going? I'm like, brother, you're going to hell. That's it. Ain't no if but buts about it. That's it. His way or no way at all. It ain't your way. It ain't your way. No, it ain't stopping, brother. It ain't having your way. No, you can't pick what you want. Okay? This is not your choice. Your life is your gift. Okay? Salvation is the free gift of God. Use it. Don't abuse it. It's tight, but it's right. Right? Come on. In the words of Pastor Joe, it's tight, but it's right. It's the only way. That's it. Everybody look at me. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. I know for a fact that some of you here are not living for God. I know for a fact that some of you here are not living for God right now. Now, I'm going to give you guys a chance to get right with God right now. Okay? This is it. This is a choice I made a year and a half ago. A choice I have stayed with my whole life since then so far. And look where it has gotten joy, peace, happiness. Oh, Father, thank you. Think about it. If I backslid like some of these people in this church, where would I have been? Drunk right now, for sure. And not just that. That doesn't keep me on point the most. The second most thing, That keeps me on point. Man, how many people would I let down? I have disciples. I have the leaders, my peers. I have friends. My family, really. And if I stopped, everything I worked so hard to build will crumble down in a second. In a second. That took... Whole, like, such a long time to build, and it was a lot of hard work, right? But if I grabbed a sledgehammer, and I just tore it up, in like 10 minutes, everything that those people worked so hard to build, in a minute, will come down to nothing. It would have been for nothing. That is your life. Some of you have been working so hard, and by the grace of God, He has empowered you. Hallelujah. Do not stop. But some of you have yet to start building. Some of you barely even got the hammer and the nail in your hand. You're just staring at it. You're saying, man, should I start building this thing or what? Let me tell you right now, brothers and sisters, start building it. Start building it. Get that nail in your hand, get the hammer in the other, and start building it. Because it is going to grow to something wonderful, something beautiful, something only God can give you. Like I said, we're going to give you a chance to come upon this altar and get right with God. So if we can have the lights dim for me, please. Everybody, close their eyes. Please respect this time. No, absolutely no looking around at all. Lord, Father, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, for conviction in the heart right now, Lord, Father. <clears throat> Lord, Jesus, I pray, Lord, Father, that your word, this word that has been spoken through me, Lord Jesus, from your word, from your mouth, Lord, Father, let it convict some hearts today, Lord Jesus. Let it touch some souls today, Lord, Father, God. Let those ear earmuffs come off. Let those blinds come off and let that heart melt, Lord Father God, because it is your time. It is time for your glory, Lord Father God. It is time for your glory to come down. Hallelujah. Jesus, come down, Lord Father. It is time to get right, people. If you want to make the decision of being born again and living for God, I invite you to come up here right now. Come up here so we can pray for you. Pray for that one and true salvation. Jesus, come on come on Lord Father, break some hearts Jesus, break some hearts anybody who needs to repent because they have not been living for God and I know this is true people I felt it in my heart and I know it I know it for a fact that some of you have not been living for the Lord I invite you I urge you, I'm not going to beg you but I I am going to warn you And you better get up here and repent to God. Repent to him. I invite you up here right now. Lord, Father, come on, Jesus. Work in these people. If you need to repent of your sins, if you have not been living right for God lately, come up on this altar so we can pray for you and you will be able to repent of your sins.